uh, what I call my iron faith friend, old Dean Sykes. And so, but if you're joining on right now, do do this on your computer, your phone, your iPad, whatever it is you're using there to like, share, make a comment. We'd love that if you make a comment. And then also on YouTube channel, you can subscribe. So uh, we're excited about you joining us. It's amazing to me, this technology and what we're able to do as far as getting the word out. You know, even during this time of this last year, it's, it's amazing the people that we've been able to reach like yourself on this social media. So we're excited about it. We're glad you're with us. My buddy Dean Sykes up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, Dean, Dean keeps up with numbers a, a, a lot better than I do. So we've been best buddies. We've been knowing each other for over 32 years. Is that right, Dean? Over 32 years. Yeah, three score and two. Three score and two years. That's right. So, uh, but Dean, uh, we wanted to get bring Dean on tonight and really wanted to talk some about, you know, where he is in life and where he, the anointing, because a lot of you watching tonight, you're like, how do I feel, fulfill my assignment? How do I get in with, I know I love Jesus. I know I'm in the word. I may go to church. I may, I, I, I've asked the Lord, what is my assignment? What do I do? And uh, so I want to talk to Dean a little bit about that and about some of the obstacles sometimes or the hindrances that we have against our assignment and then how do we overcome that because dean has overcome some great things when it comes to assignment because when i first met old dino uh and he was with us uh, at the ministry then uh, up in tennessee then uh, the lord spoke to him about going into high schools ministry it came on his heart to minister to high school students and then he over the years how many have you ministered to over the years dean we're just north of 2.4 million wow that is quite a number. And, you know, you, you started off with that in, uh, in in something that I call Bob. Why why, why you want to bring that up? <laughs> well, Bob, when Dean first went into ministry, uh, actually, he had this car, this black car. I won't call it what type it was, but it was a black car. And I, I said, I said, there's old Bob. He said, what old? I said, bucket of bolts. See, I, that's, and that's how you helped launch me in the ministry was on my car a bucket of bolts. Well, I had faith that you was going to make it in that thing. Well, a dear friend of ours called it Bo Bob after you said Bob. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Big old bucket of bolts. Big old bucket of bolts. Yeah, but 2.4 million people, Dean, yeah. in, in your life and the hindrances that you, you, I mean, to say the least, as far as your assignment to, to get to the fulfill what God's called you to do. And uh, the, and if you have children, if you have teenagers, I really would like for you to have them take a look at this. Uh, if they're not available tonight, then play it back for them at a later time. Because Dean's anointing is to get through to, to, to young folks, not just young folks, but actually parents as well now, in the fact of how do we make it through this life? How do we do it? We come through a pandemic. How do, how, how are we dealing with this? How are, we, how are you fulfilling your assignment? I know Dean's fulfilling his, but... But we want to try to give you some pointers. That's what I want in talking to Dean tonight is how did he fulfill his assignment after how many years you've been doing this now, Dean? Just had our 29th year anniversary of doing this. Okay. That's quite a deal. So in in, in your life, let's talk a little bit about your, you felt the call to go and minister to youth. And I remember yeah. over the years, you, you know, even at uh, Paducah, Kentucky and those other places where they had these horrible shootings, yep. they called they called you and, and et cetera to come and minister to those kids. You know, one of the things that I often share with young people is when you discover what it is. And, and the, the word discover is real important. 
it's not decided. You know, our, our, our purpose in life is not ours to decide it, but it is ours to discover. It's already been decided. You know how you and I would kid each other, go, I'll decide that. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it, it's already been, been decided. And once you have the discovery process, you've completed that and you, you, you begin to look at what, what is it that causes you to, what moves you? You know, yeah. for me, it was a young person you know, trying to figure out their life. Why are they so hopeless? And it's one thing to know what you're called to do. It's something totally different to know why you are called to do it. Yeah. And, I, and I think the most important thing anyone will ever do in, in fulfilling the purpose that God has on their life is to have scripture and verse that gives you the authority to go do it. Because when all hell breaks loose and comes against you, you will not beat that back with anything other than the word of God coming out of your mouth in faith. That's right. And you know what? A great, a great example is Jesus. And when, yep. and when he was tempted and said, hey, I'll give you all of this, you'll have all the world. And actually, the devil owned it at that time. He did have it because he had taken it from Adam and Eve. Sure. And when Jesus uh, was born in the earth, he began to operate under the Abrahamic covenant, which was a covenant that was that was built between God. The God said, I can't find anybody to swear by greater. I just swear by myself. But Abraham, if you'll join me in this covenant, yep. I'll be with you. I'll go with you. I'll give you this. I'll protect you. So that word is what still does that for you and I today. And so th there's a couple of verses in Jeremiah that's been on my heart. One of them is Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me mm -hmm. and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things you know not of. Well, you know what, Dean? That takes some intentional stuff. Uh, today, there's so many distractions. How do you, in your ministry, and in, what do you tell children? What do you tell these high school folks? What do you tell people? You go to teen challenges. You go to all kinds of places like that. What is it you put in their heart to give them some hope to fulfill their assignment? That God's never made a mistake, and he's not going to start by making one with you. Uh, you were created on purpose, with purpose, and for purpose. Job 33, 4 tells us that the Spirit of God made you, and the breath of the Almighty gave you life. And yeah. so when, when you start living life, you know, that, that verse you referenced, Jeremiah 33, 3, call to me and I'll answer. You know, we have the first move there. That's right, call. We, we call, and he answers. Because he gives us the answer that we need for whatever it is that we are, you know, dealing with or coming up against or trying to get through. Yeah. He, Teenagers ask me a lot, well, how do you know the will of God? You know, that's a very simple, simple question to answer. It's the word of God. Come on. And if you don't have the word in you, you're not going to have the will of God and you're not going to know what to do. So, you know, I was, I learned this from my, from my spiritual father a long time ago. He said one day, he said, Dean, you'll never beat thoughts with thoughts. You beat thoughts with words. Word. Words in red always win. That's good. You know? So, 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 so basically what I, what as a pastor, Dean, what, we, we just came through a thing. Uh, we started in January the 1st and we read through the New Testament, 13 chapters a day. And, you know, uh, I read the Bible and I study the Bible. And uh, but when we intentionally did 13 chapters a day, something something happened inside me like this hunger grows. Yeah. But what I find is that we have to we have to know this. We have to trust in the Lord with all our hearts and not lean to our own understanding. You can't lean to what's coming in from the outside source. I, I look at us as far as walking with the Lord and fulfilling mm -hmm. our assignment. Um, I've never been on a submarine, but I, 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 a, a submarine will cave in from the outside in because of going into a depth. Yes. So the Lord sp sort of show, speaks to me in pictures in my own mind. And so I, I, my thing is like, if when we're so inside minded with Christ in us, the outside pressures of the world will not cave us in. That's good. 
So, but in, in, in your case, I mean, you go from city to city to city to city, and I, I'm not just saying this to be long-winded, to city to city, year after year, and you see all of these people. But but I, do you find that people are the same everywhere and that they all basically have the same issues? Yeah, we've, we've now done over 3,500 events. Wow. That's a lot of traveling. It's a lot. And I've realized in all of this that, yeah, people are, mostly are, you know, the same, but it's what do you do with what you've been given? You know, we've all been, God did not give Billy Graham any more faith than he gave Gregory Pope. That's right. And so our job is to take the faith that we have, which is, you know, faith can be attributed to that of a muscle. And if you work that muscle and build that muscle, it's going to become stronger. You're going to be able to do more with it. And so as faith grows inside of us mm -hmm. and we're able to then pursue that, which our, our purpose is, our assignment is, and we do so because we have the authority of the word, yes. then that word, which is alive and powerful and sharper, it begins to give us direction. I mean, right. how many times you stood up to minister and you have so much of the word in you that you thought you were going down this road, but all of a sudden, because you heard his voice, you yeah. on this road, it wasn't anything you'd planned on saying, but you were prepared to say anything. And right. as a result, you had an altar call full of people that just came because you heard God's voice. You you spoke what he told you to say and people responded. And in these days, even with, you know, all of a sudden, you know, things are better, supposedly. <laughs> things are right. back up. You know, yeah. it's all good now. You know, it's people are looking for real. I, I just I saw earlier today where as a result of this shutdown, a nine year old child committed suicide. Oh, wow. Nine. I mean, wow. hadn't he been alive 120 months? Wow. He chose that whatever was so horrible in his life, that death was a better choice than continuing on with this journey we know is life. So, you know, but I, I just think that we have an opportunity in with even with every, with obstacles, with distractions, with whatever the enemy throws, just because he throws the ball doesn't mean we have to swing the bat. Oh, I love that. Well, you know, you're talking about the word. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I was saying earlier, that's why we've read through the Bible. And, and for me, for me and Jackie, the number one thing that that, that we focus in on is because of, uh, because of a lot of what I call instructors in the Lord or teachers in the Lord that and, and the word of God, the Holy Spirit showing you is your tongue actually is a rudder that will guide you through this life. And it's what, whatever it is, you're, and these people say, well, my, what I say is not that important. No. But what you say is the important. God created the whole world. Every word that a person speaks will determine his or her life. Yes. I mean, there's the word's very clear. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. So I, I tell this is what I tell teenagers. Three words. Every word counts. Ooh, that's good. Period. And and it does. I mean, it's we we will be justified by the words, we'll be condemned by the words. Our our lives will increase by the word we speak, or it will decrease by the word we either speak or we don't speak. Yeah. This is what I tell young people. I know I, I was I was somewhere the other day speaking and I share this with this. The only thing that God is honor bound to respond to is his word coming out of our mouth in faith. That's it. And that takes you from glory to glory. Right. That's why anybody can do this. That's right. When, when I went to South Africa and, you know, all I did was say there what I say here, same truth, same word. Same word. And, you know, 40-something hundred students, 4,000-some-odd students got born again because they heard truth. That's right. Well, you know, we've been talking about Jeremiah. Jeremiah 1, 12, 13 says that God watches over his word to perform it. 
And I like to tell folks, you know, your word is nice, but your word can't be performed unless it's the word of God. Right. You don't want your word performed. He said, I watch over my word to perform it. So what? So, you know, Abraham and Lot. I've been studying them a good bit, Dean. Is Abraham? Well, I heard Sunday morning was just complete. Oh, in a whole other atmosphere. <laughs> you're very kind. But the truth of the matter is, Abraham and Lot. Uh, you know, Abraham Lot was a was mentored by Abraham. But right. yet, even though to think about this, you can you can you can go to church, you can be in church, you can be around the things of God, but you still have to watch where you put your focus and where you give your attention to. Because here, here, Abraham, I mean, Lot was, he was like the whole rest of the ones who, who were in the faith, in the faith under Abraham was this, that he was a righteous man because he was cut under, uh, under the covenant, like was circumcised under the covenant. So even when he was in Sodom, it caused him a righteous man, but yet he had opened his mind Think of it this way. His tent flap, so to speak, because he did this. He set his tent toward something that wasn't godly. So one thing that, that the number one thing as Christians, we set our looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith and set our affections on things above, not on things below. And so as we do that, you oh, Lot did this. He opened his tent door and that's where he began to gaze upon. So what I've seen you do over the years as far as, how do you overcome things in your own life? You keep you keep your mind. You may have a distraction. Or you may have something like this, but you bring it right back and you say, Lord, I'm on my assignment. And you and I have this conversation. Hey, this is what I'm called to do. This is what I'm going to do. Well, and it, Romans tells us the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. That word, if you look at it, gifts in that, in that scripture is plural. Calling is singular. Yeah. When you're in your one calling, all the gifts that God gave you will work. But at the end of the day, and I, not everybody, not everybody who watches this or who I will agree with what I'm getting ready to say, but it's, it's what works for me. And that is, I just pray in the spirit a ton. I do too. And that, to me, that is what gives me direction. Yeah. And people ask me this and it's, I'm, I'm led to say it. People ask me when, it, especially in, in Christian schools, they go, do you, do you have to pray in tongues to go to heaven? No. No. Heaven is not full of good people and hell is not full of bad people. Right. Right. Hell is full of people who did not choose to believe that Jesus is Lord. So, you know, if, if you drive down the interstate in a 1961 Volkswagen with no air conditioning, you go from point A to point B, it's going to get you there. That's right. If you go down that same interstate in a, in a 2021 20, Porsche with the top down, you're going to get there with a whole lot more power, and a lot faster. I'd rather get to where God wants me to be with the power that he makes available to us. And mm -hmm. so that's why the, when the distractions have tried to come or whatever, you know, you just got to go back to the basics of faith. That's right. You know, and we, we know what that is. It, it's hearing the word, speaking the word. What we, what we think about, we'll eventually believe. What we believe, we'll eventually speak. And what we speak, we will live. That's it. Well, you know, the Bible says that, that, that beloved, I wish above all things you'd prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Yep. So I, that thing, when I mentioned that about, about the tongue and the rudder earlier, Dean, I was thinking about, you're talking about praying in the spirit is it, there's not a better way really to know the direction you're going in is the other than you speaking the heaven's language on the earth. Right. Right. And what happens is when we do that, we, I mean, I've had times where I have, literally prayed for hours in the spirit just to get to a point of breakthrough. 
because I had so much going on. Yeah. So much is that distraction. It's that turmoil. It's that assignment from the enemy. It's that trying to stop you. And in and of ourselves, we don't have the ability to do that. We can't stop the devil by ourselves. That's right. He'll beat your brains out. He will. But when we begin to speak the word, he only hears the word and he hears the voice of God backing us up. Yes. And it's an undefeatable voice. And the devil's familiar with that with that word and that voice of Jesus Christ. And in him, we live, Jesus, in Jesus, we live and move and have our being. Have our being. So, so what, what, uh, to sort of bring some of this together here, Dino, listen, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to talk about that we stand in faith. We enter his rest. We trust in the Lord. And when we pray, we forgive. So let's talk about that. Standing in faith. What's that mean to you that you stand in faith? Here's here is how, how I've been taught and what how I try to live my life. Three steps. Find out the will of God for your life. Once you know what the will of God is for your life, do not confer with flesh and blood. You'll probably just get confused because then everybody's going to hear what you hear and see what you see. Yeah. Third, once you know the will of God, you've stopped talking to people about what you're going to do, just get the job done. But yeah. you do it based upon the words. So when if God gives us a project to do in our ministry, you know. Until I get a release to talk about it with somebody, I don't. Right. And I, I get scripture and verse. Lori and I come into an agreement, and we just stand until we see it begin to happen. Now, he may give me a release to do something, go talk to somebody about it, to go do this, go do something on TV, whatever. But it's I, I don't want, as somebody who's been in ministry, I've been in ministry 32 years. You've been in it probably closer to 40, I guess. You know, I, I don't really care what I think. It doesn't really matter what... I think about it. It's what is what does the word of God say? What does the spirit of God say? And mm -hmm. in that place, that's our point of standing. We just yeah, good. the word of God is, and we stand on it. Yeah, you can't. There's nothing else that'll hold you up. It's like the man with the sand, or or with the firm, or standing on the rock. So that's what you're you standing on the rock. So in the middle of whatever it is you're you're dealing with, good, bad, or ugly, how do you stay at rest? Enter into His rest. It said because they didn't enter into the promised land because of their unbelief. But, you know, when if we don't rest, he can't work. Mm, that's good. But if we'll rest, and in fact, the, the word's very clear. We, our labor is to enter into rest. rest. Right? He's already done it. Yeah. So that's when, you, so there have been times I've had to take both of my hands, put it on my head like this, and hold my head so straight because the warfare was so intense. But I'm thinking, and I haven't always done it right. But the times that I have done it right, I've done it like this by going, I choose to cast the care. I'm not going to take on this care. You've already paid the price. Yeah. If I'm going to carry it. You can't. So I'm going to give it to you. You know what, Dino? I don't, I, I don't know if I've told you this. I did that same thing when I was like 28 years old. Jackie and I was in a lot of lots and lots of uh, different kind of pressure. And I remember having to take my and just. I think sometimes you have to make a move. You know, we talk about coming to the altar or doing this. Sometimes you may need to fall on your knees and say, okay, Jesus, this is it. I'm going to trust you over anything else. I see sometimes to, uh, to enter into that, because it says, you said that about labor. What, basically the only time it really says strive in, in the Bible or labor is that we labor into enter into what's already been accomplished by Jesus Christ. Yep. yep. Well, like that. That's good. So third thing is trust. How do you maintain your trust? The only way you can trust someone wholly is to have a relationship with them. Ooh, that's cool. You know, if you tell me, Dean, I'm in Douglas and you're in Chattanooga and uh, 
Dean, I will, I'm going to meet you in Macon, Georgia in three hours. Yeah. I would not even consider anything other than I'm, I'm, I'm heading to Macon. I'll see you in three hours. Right. It's because it's, there's trust comes when there's history. If, if you have a history with God and you're able to take mm. what he has done for you yeah, and then go, you know what? I can trust you because yeah. there's history there. And good. we're either going to trust ourselves, the arm of the flesh or God. Two thirds of that's two thirds of those are cursed. Yeah, you you know you know actually, Dino, I just got a little emotional because you talked about that. If you say, and I I, I remember as my mom and dad was going to heaven, you know, uh, I I would say like you know because you know I'm grown, I got grown siblings, we're all grown in the Lord, you know what I'm or been with the Lord, but yet th there's times that you need somebody that you that you travel relationship you trust. Mm -hmm. And you say, I'm coming. I say, no, no, I'm, I'm good. You say, no, no, I'm, I, I'll be there. I'm coming. So that that's made me a little emotional just thinking about and think about how much more the fathers, we build that trust, that intimate relationship with God. What that, that you know, uh, what is it in Romans 8, 31? It says, what do we say? If God be for us, who shall be against us? And he that, that, that spared not his own son, how shall he not also with him freely give us all? things oh and if see if god be for us so that trust factor that's big that's big so uh we were talking earlier and and talking about uh the fourth thing i want i wanted to sort of run past you as we wind this up is this when you when you stand praying forgive and talking about being an overcomer in in that and how that works well the word's clear if we don't forgive we won't be forgiven and the number one thing that teenagers say to me when I talk about forgiveness on the road is I get this almost every time. It's not fair. Wow. Because if I forgive someone who hurt me, they, they're the ones who kind of get off and they, there's no penalty for them. And my response to that is, first of all, that's not yours to judge. And secondly, when we forgive, guess what happens? We get free. Exactly. I mean, I, you know my story. I was 15 years old and was sexually abused. Well, 22 years later, I ran into the person who, who had abused me, and the Lord spoke to me and said, will you forgive? And I was, nope. <laughs> nope. Ooh, uh. He wow. said, well, okay, then I have used you to the degree that I can, and I'll keep using you, but you've hit your limit. Yeah. He said, but if you'll forgive, you'll become free, and yeah. then you'll be more usable and more pliable. And so I see so many, I see a lot of adults, especially in Teen Challenge Centers, who are, because you know what? Hurting people hurt people, and pain seeks pleasure. And so they're looking for a way to, to numb out from all the pain. Well, the first step in that, I believe, is going, Lord, I choose to forgive. Wow. You know, so when you stand praying, you forgive. And, and you were talking about, I, I remember that thing that, uh, uh, as you said, that's when you saw that person. I remember uh, that as we talked about it and, and you dealt with that, that that was a struggle. So. Well, it's sometimes to forgive, not sometimes, all the time when you forgive, it's a decision. Because if you if you got something you got to forgive, you're already dealing with an offense. You're already dealing with a hurt. You're already dealing with a pain. And so. Uh, and especially if you didn't do anything to cause it. Ooh, there's another good point. You know, the enemy is constantly looking for whom he may devour. He's constantly trying to fulfill his mission of stealing, killing, and destroying. Yeah. So, if we become, what happens when people give access to the devil? You know, we yeah. then have to go, we have to close those doors and we do it by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yeah. 
So, you know, I, I just think it's a, it's a real important thing. I think forgiveness is, I believe it's one of the absolute keys to the Christian life. Well, I know where the power's at. The power's in, in, in forgiveness and the power, there's nothing, there's nothing more powerful than, like you said, an intimate relationship with God. That's where it brings you trust. And this year, as, as, as this year sort of wound down and uh, this past year wound down, the Lord to me and he said, he said, the word I want you to focus on this year. And I guess that's why I got on Abraham a lot. What was the, the word trust? Yep. And so you, you can't trust unless and that's a good point for us to close on here that you can't trust unless you have an intimate relationship with someone. Yep. So if you don't mind to, to wrap us up, close us out, uh, just minister anyhow you want to minister, pray or whatever, what you feel in your heart and we'll wrap it up. Well, I would, I would just encourage those who are either watching right now or who will watch later. And I would encourage you to, to share this and, po- you know, and just like it and send, send it out there because it, a lot of people watch covenant stuff. I, I've seen, you know, people really do gravitate to what, to what you and Jackie minister. And I would just encourage people to understand that, you know, God isn't having a bad day. All that's going on in this world is all, it's all coming in for a landing. People go, do you think it's time? I don't know. I know this. It's one day closer to my end of time. Yeah. So I'm going to live like, you know what? Today could be my last day. And I don't want to, I don't want to stand before God and hear what, what were you thinking? Yeah. I, I want to live a life where we are, we're solidly grounded upon the word. Good. Where your faith is strong, where you are, you know what your assignment is and you're doing it. Cause you know, nobody can do your assignment like you. That's right. And then if there's someone in your life, something that's a situation that's hurt you, there's probably, thank you, Lord. There's a pastor going to be watching this who, who got real offended by some people in his church. I'm telling you, you, you know this better than, than, than we know it, but you need to forgive those people and watch God blow his breath of promotion on your ministry because your ministry is not over. It's, it's going to take off, yeah. but it, it's only going to take off if you do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. So I, uh, I'm glad I got to be with you tonight, Pope. It's always, it's always fun to see you even through this little box of technology. Well, well, you're, well, well, you're, problem for you guys. In, in the middle of all what you said, I'm going to wrap it up with this thing. You know, you're talking about God. God's not anxious. And so I had written down here in, uh, to mention this. God's not troubled about where we are. He's not even surprised. No. All he wants us to do, shout it out and walk in the victory. It's a, it's a, that's the truth. Because victory is accompanied with a shout. It is. Well, Lord, we thank you today and thank you for Dean, for his ministry. Thank we thank you that the people he touches through TV, through the Victory Network. And uh, we, we thank you, Lord God, that, that you bring people, you bring partners to his ministry, Father. I just thank you that you give Dean partners to the ministry, monthly partners that say, hey, I believe in this. I believe in what Dean's doing with, with the youth. I believe in his ministry. And he and Lori, as they, as they minister to folks, and, and uh, as Lori, Lori is such a prayer warrior, and stays and prays sometimes we just give you thanksgiving for that for them for their children father and for their for their spouses we thank you and we bless them in the wonderful name of jesus amen amen for joining us tonight we love you god bless you and uh, if you tune in and if you're around town we'll see you wednesday night or you can see us live on wednesday night at seven o'clock covenant church god bless you